when it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hello and welcome to My Dad Wrote a Porn of the Footnotes. Now, Alice and James, before we start today, I want to bring something to your attention. Okay. Okay. Please. You know, last week we were petitioning, or we kind of discussed how we wanted to petition uh, to get Dad a knighthood. How could we forget? We said he deserved an honour because it's an honour to know him. I mean, I thought it was a joke. I was just playing along. Well, the joke may soon be on all of us because someone's actually set up a change.org petition to make it happen. Yeah. Oh, we should have seen it. We should have seen it coming. It's currently got over 4,000 signatures on it. Um, which I think means it's about to be discussed in Parliament. I don't really know. Um, but it just proves the power of the Belinkers. They literally will stop at nothing to get Dad this honour. Well, and technically, you know, if enough people think it in their head, that makes it real, right? Even if it doesn't actually happen, if enough people just, ha- like, imagine that he's a sir, then it kind of happened. Well, do you know who has imagined that he's a sir already? Him? Dad, yeah. So he's changed his Twitter <laughs> handle to Sir Rocky Flintstone. His signature's now Sir in brackets, Rocky Flintstone. Which I would say is illegal, but I do think people do that as as like a thing. Well, people change it by deep hole, but he's not even done that. He's just decided to call himself that. Great. He thinks that brackets will save him from the feds. If you conceive it, you can achieve it, Jamie. Oh, seriously. So if you want to sign that petition, go nuts. Um, let's make it happen. But um, on to this week's footnotes. Um, now, over the past few weeks, months, and let's be honest, years, um, <laughs> you two have been really enjoying ribbing on me for my childhood. Mm. The club theatre, paints, a lot of the stories of my youth. Well, I thought I would turn the tables on you two and ask you to go digging in your attics to find a few childhood relics, a few artefacts of your younger years. Um, so... This episode, we're going to do a little bit of a show and tell with Alice and James. What have you both found? I can't help but feel like this is a setup. <laughs> is this going to come back to bite us? I'm amazed how much I found. I mean, you know, I've got that, that Dare song. There's, yeah, that's there's... true. You have shared stuff in the past. My mum's kept all my schoolwork pristinely. Of course she has. She's kept your room exactly the same as when you returned. <laughs> she hopes you'll come home one day. You know, like Ross and Monica in Friends, where Ross's stuff is perfect and Monica's is, like, used to block yeah, the Yeah, is your sister's just, like, <laughs> yeah. out on the pavement? Oh. Well, I didn't have the same experience. I only found one book, one exercise book, um, that for some reason I have. It's, it wasn't at my mum and dad's house. Um, and it just says, Alice L, creative writing, which was a, su- it was a subject, wasn't it? You used to, like, do this... Right, so this weekly. wasn't something that you did in your own time. This is no, very much a school this was a activity. Class, yeah, okay. probably from year five. 
So what age is that for our international um, listeners? I think I was probably nine here. Okay. <laughs> um, there's all manner of exercises in here. So this is from 1996. Um, wow. I had a letter that I wrote that the, I guess the task was to lay out a letter correctly. Oh, okay. And so you had to write a letter. I remember doing that. Of school. your choosing. Yeah. So, so the layout was more important than the content. Yeah. I mean, you'll be interested to know what I've written the letter about, I think. Okay. So it says, Dear oh, Madam God. Slash Sir, the slash is the wrong way around. Can I guess? I bet it's a letter of complaint. <laughs> <laughs> the prunes weren't soft enough in my lunchbox. I'm writing to CBBC to complain. I knew it! <laughs> I fucking knew it! CBBC, which is a children's uh, channel in this country. <laughs> I'm writing to CBBC <laughs> to complain about Balloon Pizza. <gasps> An institution. I feel that this programme is shown too much. The presenter is not... <laughs> it was. It was on like three times a week, wasn't it? <laughs> the presenters are not humorous, although they try to be. Oh, oh God. Which line what was era it? was that? Was that was that like Stuart Miles? <laughs> uh, okay. Peter? Don't name names. <laughs> Yours sincerely, Alice Levine. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> Um, okay, so that's just a little taste. Ah, uh, if you don't like it, just don't watch it. I know. It was on all channel. the time. I couldn't. Um, a little poem here. <laughs> okay. It's called... <laughs> Sorry. Give it a minute to get over that. Um, little poem here called Anger. Oh, wow. <laughs> on, on the page after the complaint. <laughs> Anger. So much angst in this young child. Anger is blood red. It's a bitter lemon. Anger is crackling fire and a burning flame. It's a baby crying. Anger is a volcano inside me waiting to erupt. Oh my God. You didn't know yourself, didn't you? That's good. Anger's a baby crying. <laughs> You'd write something like that now, I feel like. Yeah. Oh, it's very much in my, I mean, I knew my voice. Yeah. Come um, on, keep going. Okay, so this is... Um, what's this about? This is Diary of a Treasure Hunter. Not, not so bothered about that. Um, I've uh, written a story. This one's called Rage. <laughs> I've written one called The Museum. My Perfect World, a bit of kind of... Creative writing. Um, bit lighter. Bit lighter. Than okay. okay. My perfect world. Mm-hmm. In my perfect world, I would have pollution-free sea with whales and dolphins that could talk to me. Money trees in your garden for poor people. Not for me, apparently. Just for the poor people. It says for poor people. <laughs> it says for poor people, yeah. So you just pick the money tree and just throw it at the poor people. How rich were you as a child? Bombs. Bombs. The drop toys. Oh. oh, very clever. Very Rocky Flintstone. <laughs> Could still hurt people, though, couldn't they? Just well, toys falling out of the sky. We'll, yeah. we'll wait to see who's near the bombs. Bombs that drop toys for, and then there's an asterisk, because I forgot, I, I think, I, I obviously, at a latter date, realised I should be more specific. Bombs that drop toys. <laughs> bombs that drop toys for orphaned children. Oh. In my perfect world, I wouldn't have accidents on the roads. Dying people in faraway countries. Sorry. I'd have them closer to home. <laughs> Dying people in faraway countries. And most of all, no war. Oh, Alice. And the feedback here is, good, but you have to explain why you would or wouldn't have each thing in your world. I mean, I think quite self-explanatory yeah. why you don't want more. Who would you teach it? Was this your friend? <laughs> this, <laughs> wasn't, this certainly wasn't my friend. Why are you putting toys in bombs? <laughs> why aren't you just doing, like, toy drops? That's what I think that is what that is, no? What? No, you, I think you're putting them in lo- loads of stuffed animals in a bomb. In a detonator. Bomb. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, something yeah. that looks like a nuclear warhead. I hear you. Um, I take your feedback. Um, I guess it was the only technology available to me. Um, I've written a piece called Rats. Oh. No, you haven't. Yes, I have. Rats. I'll read you a little bit. I knew something strange was going on as soon as I got to school that morning. Everyone was quieter than usual. 
Nobody was playing football in the yard and nobody was laughing. It's the rats. The bell rang. And we she shuffled- is the rat. Spoiler. <laughs> oh my God, she's the rat. <laughs> the bell rang and we shuffled upstairs, hung up our coats and sat down at our desks. Well, 6KW, I mean, is that a GDPR issue? But, <laughs> well, 6KW, I have something very important to tell you, our teacher said. What, miss, what? Said James in an excited <gasps> voice. Oh my God. She was dreaming of me before she met me. Shut up, the teacher snapped. <laughs> and let me tell you. James did as he was told. Well, not you then. Surprised at our teacher. She never snaps, you see. Get on with it. Jesus, what's the news? Also, she's trying to get the teacher on side. You never snap, do you, miss? Give me an A, give me an A, give me an A. It's very fair. There's no easy way to tell you this. We're going to be closed down, she said with a whimper. Because, because the rats, because the rats. Well, we don't know yet. <laughs> should have put, put the spoiler in the title, yeah. I would say. Why, said Brian. Brian. Yeah, why, miss, repeated Claire. Shut up, Claire. Well, apparently, it's the baking room. It's unhygienic. Baking room? What school did you go to? Rats or something, she replied, blowing her nose. Blowing her nose? Rats. Oh, I see, said everybody. <laughs> One, two, three. Oh, oh I, I see. see. They knew I had a plan. I always do. <laughs> Sorry, this is you. You always have a plan. <laughs> Are you going to save the baking room from rats? Well, we can't sit here talking all day. Get on with your handwriting. God, everyone's a passag. <laughs> After handwriting, it was playtime, and that was my chance to tell them my plan. It was playtime. We all ran downstairs yeah, you said that. and got into the yard. Yeah, right. <laughs> I got the group of people together and told them we were going to hide inside the school at dinner, and nobody was around and about. What was going on? Everybody knows we don't have rats, but I think I know what we do have. Mice? What? But I think I know what we do have. Pupils of the competing school. In the baking room? I don't know. Like, just just listen. Is How it, long like, is this story? Honestly, longer than a Rocky chapter. <laughs> when I told my friends this, they thought I was balmy, but I explained. One school had been closed down in the neighbourhood, and of course nobody wants it to be them. So the other school has found a hole in the wall and let some hamsters loose. They want to close us down. So all we have to do is get a photo of them letting them in so easily. So my friend waited <laughs> with the camera in the baking I'm room. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, you are Barbie. <laughs> yeah, this is Rocky level of plot. So, um, my friend waited with a camera in the baking room. Camera's been corrected, the spelling thereof. Um, he waited for 10 minutes until he saw a face of a pupil. He pressed the button on the camera and ran back our group. We sent it off to the photo. We sent it off. We sent it off. <laughs> the photo, that is. To the health yeah, and safety God. man. <laughs> He didn't close us down until a full inquiry was carried out. The only problem is, we couldn't prove it was us setting him up, but it was better than having our school closed down. After the inquiry... Fucking hell. I've got some notes after this. I dread to think what the teacher said. After the inquiry, we stayed open. It was a big adventure for nothing exciting ever happened in our school. This included. Um, Is this, like, related to some real-life incident? So, the teacher's written a very imaginative story, Alice. (laughs) So there were no rats? No rats. No, just (laughs) hands... Hamsters planted <laughs> Hamsters planted by the other school to mm. stop their school being shut down. Because they they had to close down one school and they didn't want it to be them. Quite well written though, is it? Gets a bit convoluted towards the end. For a nine year old though. A nine year old talking about public inquiries. I mean yeah. <laughs> what a twist. Well Alice, that was enlightening and fantastic just a snapshot of my creative writing from the time not um, by any means the the full extent but just you know a little taste of what you could expect Mm, mm, i'm worried about you (laughs) (laughs) a lot of of built-up 
anger and rage inside you, yeah. as, as the uh, poem Anger taught us. Well, I mean, it's cathartic to write it down, isn't it? <laughs> That's what Dad says. Um, so next up, James Anthony Cooper. Yes. Now, I've brought my Year 7 English books with me. So I was, what, 11, I think? Okay. 11, 12. Yeah. Um, with my teacher, Miss Gorney. Lovely Miss Gorney. Big shout out to her if she's listening. Uh, there was a song out released at the time called Horny. So we used to be like, she's gone Gorney, Gorney, Gorney. She subsequently got married and changed her name. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was the end of that joke. Now I'm going to read you. Oh, I've got a poem here. Okay. It's called One Man and His Dog. <laughs> I'm already into it. Let's get ready. It's quite heavy. Oh. Look at your beautiful writing. Although that's actually the writing you have now, isn't it? My writing's deteriorated over time, <laughs> I would say. It was better at school. Um, he lives on his own in a cottage along the Yorkshire Moors. His dog is his only friend to guide him along. <laughs> I was expecting a rhyme, but okay. Me too. His family has died. He is all alone. Oh my God. What is he doing here? He's thinking. He's thinking. <laughs> Leave him be. <laughs> the little money that he has isn't enough. Isn't enough. I think I just think oh. poetry is just repeating. Itself. No, that's quite a good device. That. It's quite a nice rhythm. He's slowly, painfully dying. Oh, dying. Jeez. His eyelids close. He is no more. Is no more. <laughs> James, God. where's the dog? Oh my God! What happened to the dog? James, yeah. was that from your time in Yorkshire? Was that drawn from? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> God, we were all so angsty. You with your anger poems, you with the dying man, me writing songs about masks and running away from the butcher's dog. It's yeah. very bleak. Oh, there's a story here. I might just read an extract mm. of, if I may. Please. I'll start at the beginning. It's called Vice Versa. Oh, okay. <laughs> Jake, where's my razor? Asked Mark impatiently. <laughs> oh my God, what are they, are they? Are they shaving? Are they gangsters? Are they lovers? Are they... <laughs> Is it Peaky Blinders style? <laughs> I haven't got it, replied Jake with a cutting look on his face. Oh, cutting cutting razors, very good. They always had arguments. It was the same every morning. Mark thought Jake had taken something that he hadn't. Or vice versa, is the name of the story. (laughs) And that's where it would be a freeze frame. Mark was an 18-year-old boy who was very popular at school. He had short blonde hair with curtains at the front. Oh, like uh, Nick Carter from Backstreet Boys. I think Jake's written his type there with Mark. (laughs) (laughs) He was due to go on television in three days to make a film about a boy's life in Australia which was so originally named A Boy's Life in Australia. (laughs) Okay. So he was going on TV to make a film. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Uh, Jake, on the other hand, was the total opposite. He was a small, unpopular 11-year-old boy. Oh, you wrote about me. (laughs) (laughs) And wasn't too good with the girls. Unknown to them, fate was being a bad boy for Mark and a godsend to Jake. Enough babble, here's the story. Yeah, it is. <laughs> oh my god! It was eight thirty in the morning. Jake had to be at school in ten minutes. He rushed down his cereal, ending up with half of it in his lap, and ran upstairs to get his bag. When he noticed a small box with his name on it, intrigued. Ooh. Sorry, I thought he was eighteen. Why is he going to school? And also, why does an eleven-year-old need a razor? No, Mark's eighteen. He needs the razor, and it's Jake who's going to school. But why has Jake got the razor? Yeah, why are they arguing about a razor? I don't know why Jake's got the razor. Yeah, you wouldn't mm. think he needed a razor or an eraser. <laughs> a razor, like a for shaving. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. Uh, he'd never seen this box before. It was black, although it did have a gold glint in it. On the top of it was a label reading "Do not open." Don't bloody open. And his name. Quite a lot of things written on this box. <laughs> But Jake, being 11, was very curious to know what was in the box. <laughs> he threw the lid open and peered inside. There was some sort of glowing green liquid in a glass tube. 
Weird. He, t- he took it out of the box and temptation got the best of him and he threw the drink down his throat. <gasps> it was stupid what? boy! Jake! Bright green liquid where it says do not open. Jake began to feel dizzy and a bright light began to glow in front of his eyes. Every- Alice looks really into this. It's very, I mean, it's like something out of the MCU, isn't yeah, it? Supernatural. Everywhere he turned his head, the light followed him. It's what light tends to do, isn't it? <laughs> but like a spotlight, I guess. Yeah, maybe. He shook his head frantically. Mark walked onto the landing and saw Jake shaking his head. Ha! Jake's got knit. But before he could finish... Oh, knits. Uh, before he could finish... <laughs> you remember knits were a thing at school? Before he could finish, something happened. Then he felt smaller. Mark opened his eyes, only to find himself standing in front of himself without a mirror in sight. I think it's a body swap. It's vice versa. Oh. A body swap? Or, or a what? I think Mark's gone into Jake's body and Jake's gone into Mark's body. Oh, I hate it when that oh, happens. no. He looked down and didn't see his body, but Jake's. Jake did the same. What the heck have you done, yelled Mark. <laughs> what the heck have you done? What the bloody hell have you done now? Cool, remarked Jake as he looked down at his new body. I'm you. I'm you, cried Mark in disbelief. <laughs> Isn't this a film with Jamie Lee Curtis? <laughs> By some strange phenomenon, their brains had transferred into each other's bodies. That is a strange phenomenon. Yeah, I've never heard it before. In other words, Mark was Jake and Jake was Mark. I think I'm kind We're of laboring yeah, the point here. It's kind yeah. of exposition, but like, I guess for the slower readers. Change us back right now, demanded Mark. Jake, for the first time, lifted Mark high in the air. He was silent for a moment. <laughs> no, he said, and laughed his head off. <laughs> I think Mark's actually taking it very well, considering. He's just like, changes back. Like, he's not freaking out. He dropped Mark to the ground. Jake, it's time to get school, yelled Mum from downstairs. That's you, said Jake. (laughs) What? (laughs) Mark got up and stared at his body, tripped down the stairs. And it goes on. But that's the premise. So there's a body How long does it go on for? Pages and pages I'm not going to lie to you, Jamie. There's chapters of it. Wow. Oh, look at all that. Gosh. James, you've essentially written, I mean, a motion picture. I think I have, you know. A motion picture that gets shown on TV. (laughs) In Australia. (laughs) Fantastic. About an Australian boy. Um... Well, I was, I mean, you could see by my face, I was absolutely gripped. Gripped. I think off mic, I'm going to read this properly and see if there's got any potential, because uh, I'm seeing dollar signs right now. <laughs> I mean, you do that. What's quite interesting in the front of my creative writing book is that there's um, a ha- there's a little guide, a little printed sheet that we obviously all got to, um, you know, glue stick into our oh, yeah, exercise yeah, yeah. books. And it says, um, how to be a good response friend. And it's basically how to receive a story that somebody else has written and how you should react to that. Well, we should have read this at the beginning. Well, exactly. Of this whole podcast. Yeah. So, first things first, you should tell the person something that you liked about the story at least one point, which I don't think we've ever done with Rocky, have we? And then you can move on to how it could be made better. Okay, well, we're good at that. We're good at that. I think we've done some of these things. So, we've said... um, is anything missing? Plot. <laughs> is anything not clear? Everything. Um, is the beginning good? No. <laughs> Are all your questions answered at the end? We're given more, if anything. But that might be a good thing in writing. Could anything be left out? <laughs> yes. 100%. And finally, is it suitable for the intended audience? This says, who will listen to it? Will they like it? Will they understand it? Well, a lot of people listen to it. A lot of people like it. No one understands it. <laughs> so, well, guys, I'm not going to lie. Uh, from today's little exercise, I can see why we're friends. Uh, because <laughs> I unite. you were all as little frustrated creative thespians, just like me. And honestly, if you'd have lived near me in uh, Manchester, you would have been in the club theatre backstage all the time. Can you imagine? If Val Harris had let us in. <laughs> <laughs> 
Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com.